0: hello happy dwellers and welcome to the happy dwelling podcast it's a pleasure to have you here with me today and i hope you have been well and are creating those great habits so your dwelling place can be a happy one hello happy dwellers today's topic is going to be something that i think is Pretty important, especially for those mamas that are expecting or planning to expect a bundle of joy, hopefully sometime in the future. And this is just information, honestly, that most women could use in general, because once again, if you aren't a mom, you know someone that is. And if you aren't pregnant, then you might know someone that is. And these are very important tips and tricks and tools that we want to make sure all pregnant mamas have access to. I had the pleasure of working on a panel with Aislinn and um, her church not too long ago, and the topic was about Black maternal health. And one of the questions was, what are some of the nutrient requirements needed during pregnancy? And because there was a panel and everybody was supposed to answer, I definitely held back a lot of the information that I did find online. I decided that it would be a good idea to present it to you here today, because even though I didn't go in depth there, it could be helpful for for somebody at some point regardless. And so that's what we're going to do today. That's what we're going to talk about today, and I'm very excited to share this with you because I I know that when I was pregnant, I immediately like googled what do I need to eat during pregnancy and it was very vague. And I I don't like vague personally. I know some people do, but I want to know why you're telling me to eat what to eat. And because of that, it just wasn't enough information for me. But luckily, I also started my master's program, Master's of Science in Nutrition. So I got to understand a little bit more about some of the nutrients needed. And um, yeah, it was helpful for me because I like to understand the why once again. And so for those of you who might just wanna know a little bit deeper or just to know some real practical tips, real practical foods that you should include in your diet when you are pregnant, this episode is definitely for you. Even if you just archive it, save it, download it for if you ever do become pregnant or you know somebody close to you that becomes pregnant, this is just valuable information no matter what. So I'm going to stop blabbing about that and we're going to go ahead and get into our gratefulness corner of the week. Today, I am grateful for change. I feel like there's a theme going on here. I've been grateful for the change in weather, but now I'm just grateful for change in life. I'm at a place, once again... I'm at a place where there's a lot of transitions and it's sink or swim. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity to even have such a significant change in my life. And so it's very vague. (laughs) Hopefully I'll tell you guys a little bit more about it in a couple of episodes, but I'm gonna do before I say so that I don't put the cart before the horse. So now we're gonna get into the episode. This episode is all about, like I said before, the foods that you eat during pregnancy. So first I wanna start off with Something that we intuitively all know, and we might have heard said multiple times before, but it's kind of something that kind of goes in one ear and out the other, even for myself at times. And that is, you are what you eat, right? When you're pregnant, the foods that you eat literally become the building blocks of the cells that make up your, not only yourself, but your baby's body. And so, if we look at that on a, a detailed level, It makes sense why we want to make sure that we're eating the most healthy foods so that we are giving them a great start starting from the womb. Before I begin even more, I just want to say that pregnancy can be a very interesting time. There can be a lot that goes wrong. There can be a lot that goes right. And I'm just going to talk about some of the general nutrient requirements here. If you have gestational diabetes, preeclampsia, eclampsia, if you are obese or whatever the case may be, just make sure you follow your doctor's guidelines. But this is very general pregnancy information for a healthy pregnancy um, where there are no other there where a non-high risk pregnancy. We'll put it like that. Back to you are what you eat. So because you are what you eat, we want to make sure that we are building the cells of our baby's bodies with the best quality of anything. Because that's what we do as moms. We give our children the best. We want the best for them, all the things. So that includes in pregnancy. First, let's start off with water, right? Most of us don't even drink enough water to begin with. The second that you feel that your body is dehydrated is the second that you it, it's already gone too far. Like you should have drank water a while ago. And that's because there's a little bit of a delay there. But the point I'm trying to make here is if we already generally in our lives do not drink enough water when it comes to pregnancy You need to be a lot more adamant about drinking water. So much fluid is retained during pregnancy, and your baby needs that to grow and develop. You literally have amniotic fluid that it swims in, and so you need to drink water. And the requirements given by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics is three liters of water a day during pregnancy throughout during all three trimesters. That's what you need, and If you are getting any less than that, make sure that you are drinking beverages that are not sweetened that can make up that total of three liters so that you can give your body what it needs and give your baby what the baby needs as well. Now, during your first trimester of pregnancy, one of the reasons why if you look online or if you talk to any doctors, once you first immediately find out you're pregnant, they're like, all right, we need to get you on a prenatal. One of the biggest reasons for that is because of a certain nutrient, it's a B vitamin called folate. Folate is necessary for helping your baby's spinal cord to develop. And when you don't have enough of this, it can often lead to something called spina bifida, which is when the spinal cord kind of grows outside of the back and it creates a bunch of other, a host of other problems when you don't have enough of this B vitamin folate. In the 90s, the government passed some law in the United States where all whole grain products, or grain products rather, have to be fortified with folic acid, which is a form of folate, but not necessarily folate. When it comes to vitamins, there are usually more than one form of something, and it changes how it's absorbed in your body. It changes how it acts in your body. It, it's, it gets pretty detailed and I'm in granular, but I'm not going to go into depth in on that particularly. But I just want you to know, that um because they a lot of the processed foods that we have are now fortified meaning the folic acid is added to it a lot of people don't have a folate deficiency however a lot of research has been pointing in the direction that some people have problems using folic acid right folic acid is a form of that b vitamin folate that we need and so What they found is that another type of folate, uh, another form of it called methylfolate, 5-methylfolate if you want to be specific, is a better alternative to folic acid for a a certain population of people and overall just helps them to have a a better and healthier pregnancy. There was a study that I even um, presented on when I was in school about how they t- they had a group of women who were unable to conceive for the longest, and they gave them f- they supplemented with five methyl so- uh, folate instead of the folic acid, and a large group of the- that people that were unable to conceive were then able to conceive because their body was not y- able to use the folic acid, and they were able to use the five methyl folate, which then helped them to conceive because once again this nutrient is so necessary for the growth and development of any baby in simple terms for some people it might be beneficial to find a prenatal vitamin with this other form of folate this 5 methyl folate i know i used uh, the prenatal ritual and i'm not sponsored by anybody but that's just what i use but there are a lot of other ones on the market now that have this more active more absorbable more usable form of folate that if you are concerned or you think this might be you for whatever reason, or you just want to make sure you have the more a more active form that you should probably get a prenatal vitamin that has that instead of the folic acid. Because folate has been supplemented in the United States um, with a lot of the processed foods that are on the market, the folic acid deficiency, the folate deficiency has gone down a lot since that law was passed in the United States, and we have seen a lower amount of The neural tube defect, which leads to spina bifida um, because there has been more folic acid. So this is a very important nutrient in your pregnancy. And it's not only important in the first trimester, it's important throughout. But when that neural tube, their spinal cord is being developed, it's mainly taking place in the first trimester. And that's why it's very important that you get on that. If you don't want to get this folate from a supplement, which I definitely do recommend if you are pregnant to take a prenatal, there are some foods that you can get folate from, and that would include dark leafy green vegetables. You can get it from beans, sunflower seeds, peanuts, eggs, seafood, fruits, vegetables, and whole, and whole grains. That's a very generalized um, list right there. But I want you guys to notice a pattern because the more I go into these other nutrients, the more you'll see that a lot of them kind of repeat themselves. So we talked about folate. Now let's talk about protein, right? Our bodies are basically, and I'm, this is a very simple, generalized way. Our bodies are protein factories, right? Our genes in our DNA encode for proteins. So throughout our lives, throughout the day, every second of the day, different cells in your body are literally taking your genes which is a blueprint, and then going and making proteins. Proteins are very necessary in our bodies. And when you're creating a human being in your womb, it's even more necessary. What we don't wanna do is not eat enough protein. And I don't have a a direct figure for what this right amount is, but what we don't wanna do is overload the carbohydrates, overload the fats, just because we're having certain cravings and neglect the protein aspect of it all. Uh, When I was pregnant, I, I was a vegetarian at the time on my way to being a vegan. And I had realized that due to the amount of time I had available, I didn't have enough time to make sure that my diet was balanced enough with plant ba- plant based proteins, so that I could sufficiently create a, the human being in my womb, and so I started eating meat. And that doesn't have to be your case, but you do have to be intentional about making sure you're getting in those beans, those nuts, those legumes, those lentils, th- those peas, all the things that have sin- significant or a, a larger amount of proteins. The eggs too. All those things are really important. And if you feel like you're not getting that, then maybe you should reevaluate your diet because our bodies are protein-making factories. And when we're growing a human, those humans in our wombs are also protein-making factories. And so we need to make sure that protein is is there. If you're only craving pickles, you know, there's not a lot of protein in pickles. So just make sure you're diversifying your diet. Uh, the best way we can say this, I can say this, is to eat a rainbow. If you're eating a bunch of different colored foods, everything isn't brown, <laughs> everything isn't green, everything isn't one color, you're probably doing the right thing. The next nutrient is iron. Iron is super important because iron plays a large part in carrying oxygen throughout our bodies, right? And during pregnancy, Our blood increases from 30 to 50%. And so what that means is our bodies are trying to create more opportunities to carry more oxygen because we need to get more oxygen to the baby. And in order to do that, iron plays a huge role in that. So we need iron. And when it comes to iron, there are a significant, there's a lot of meat protein sources, especially the organ meats if you are into that stuff. But if not, there are other plant-based sources of iron. Dark leafy green vegetables are always going to be a super rich source of iron. The only thing is in order to activate that iron, the best thing you can do is add something that has vitamin C along with that. So when you have your salad, squeeze some lemon on it, squeeze some lime on it. Um, if you're making a smoothie, make sure you Add some orange juice with the smoothie so that you can just help that iron to be absorbed a little bit better. That's the problem with a lot of plant-based iron sources. They are less absorbable than the meat, than, than the animal product ones, but that doesn't mean you can't get it. So just be intentional about that. Another thing you can do to increase iron is actually cook with the cast iron pan and cooking with that cast iron pan by cooking with a cast iron pan, uh, the iron seeps into your food and you are increasing the amount of iron you have in your diet. But of course, with cast iron pans, you have to take special care of it. So do your research on that so that you're not destroying the plant the pan <laughs> and creating um, a rust bucket. Iron can also be found in things like raisins, dried fruits, apricots, prunes, etc. So... There are a decent amount of plant-based sources and you can also just like Google it. Healthline has a nice little list of it as well of foods that are high in iron. And the next one I'm going to talk about is omega-3s. Omega-3 isn't a a vitamin per se, but it's a nutrient that's usually found from fish. You can also get it from chia seeds and flax seeds. And I do believe hemp seeds have a little bit as well. But omega-3s are important because they help To give us healthy fats. Healthy fats are necessary for every cell in the body. Cell membranes are made up of fat. And so it's important for us to give healthy fats. But omega 3s are also very anti inflammatory. There has been some research showing that babies and young children that have omega 3s pretty much end up being smarter, things like that. Omega 3 is also good for lowering inflammation. So it's just an overall good nutrient in general. Problem is when you are pregnant and you get omega-3s from their natural food sources which are fish. Um, Some fish tend to be higher in mercury than others so you just want to be aware of that. Just make sure you do your research on that and find the fish that have less mercury. Only eat about two servings in a week. Okay all right so the next one I want to talk about is vitamin D. Vitamin D is such an important nutrient and since COVID I think we are finally beginning to Play a more important role on vitamin D in the immune system than we have in the past, which is fine. You know, I, I think COVID has exposed a lot of things in our lives that might not have been right, um, that need to get right. But anyway, that's another story for another day. Uh, vitamin D. Vitamin D is whenever we think of vitamin D, we think, oh, I'm going to get it from the sun. What happens is your body naturally creates a certain type of fat. The sun the sun, a certain type of ray from the sun called a UVB ray. When it touches your skin, it activates that compound. And then it kind of goes through another, it, it goes through some more processes in the liver and the kidneys and um, creates vitamin D. So we know that we naturally get vitamin D from the sun, but unfortunately some of us don't get enough. Um, if we are melanated that means that you probably need more or you need to stay out in the sun longer because it, the UVB rays have a harder time penetrating and activating um, those fats to turn that fat into vitamin D in your body, which is fine. It's not a problem. Melanin acts as a, a form of antioxidant, but it also does do that. The problem is part of the year. If you live in the Northern Hemisphere, part of the year, specifically in the colder months, you do not have access to these UVB rays, so if you are not supplementing with vitamin D, you're not getting vitamin D. Okay, it might be in your prenatal, but it also might not. Might not be. So, make sure you look at the label on your prenatal and make sure that you are you have some type of vitamin D in your body. Um, vitamin D is very helpful for your immune system, like I mentioned earlier, but it's also been shown that vitamin D supplementation during pregnancy has been suggested as an intervention to protect against adverse gestational outcomes. They don't fully understand why that is, but it is just something that we need. And also, if you are in some of the more southernmost hemisphere that do get the UVB radiation during uh, the, the winter months and stuff like that, How often are you actually getting outside and in the sun? And we don't have a lot of our skin exposed when it's cold. So there's also that. So vitamin D supplementation is something that is probably necessary for most people. Next thing I want to talk about is choline. Choline is essential during pregnancy because it quickly gets transported from the mom to the baby. And if the mom is deficient in choline, it can interfere with the normal fetal brain development. And so that's not good. <laughs> um, and we can get choline from a bunch of different sources. Choline is found heavily in meats, but it can also be found in soybeans, in wheat germ, cruciferous vegetables, so your broccolis, your cabbages, your brussel sprouts, your cauliflower, Your kale, it can be found in almonds, it can be found in lima beans, red potatoes, kidney beans, quinoa, cottage cheese, there's multiple sources of this. Oh, and eggs, it's specifically, it's also in the egg yolk a lot. So if you eat eggs, this would be an awesome source of choline. Calcium is the next one. Calcium is important during pregnancy because calcium helps to build the bones, right? But calcium also is used in other things. But what happens is in your body, if you don't have enough calcium, Um, to supply to your baby, to supply to regular life functions that require calcium, your body will take it from your bones. If you're not getting enough calcium in your diet, you are weakening your bones because your body's going to get it some way to give to that baby and to give to the other uh, processes in your body that need calcium. Iodine is the next nutrient and iodine is required for normal brain development and growth Def- Iodide deficiency was considered to well is technically still considered to be a worldwide growing concern but in the United States iodine is usually added to uh, certain types of salt the table salts more so not the sea salt and because of that it has kind of reduced that risk here in America but if you don't eat a lot of processed foods you might not be getting enough iodine um, and a rich source of iodide would iodine. I'm sorry, I'm saying the wrong word. Would be from seaweed. So when it comes to pregnancy, there are also things that we know that we want to stay away from. I'm just gonna glance over that really quickly because I believe ultimately doctors do a great job telling you what not to do, um, but not so much what to do. And these apps as well. Uh, if you have, if you're familiar with any of the pregnancy apps or the pregnancy books, they definitely let you know what not to do. One of the things that you shouldn't do is eat anything that's raw. Any meat that's raw. Um, don't, if you like eating your steak with a little bit of pink, don't do that. If you like eating sushi with the raw fish, don't do that. Um, even sprouts can't do that. Uh, soft cheeses can't do that either. Deli meats can't do that. And the reason for this is because when you are pregnant, your immune system doesn't work as effectively. And you are putting yourself at risk for foodborne illnesses. So anything that is not fully cooked through or might have a high exposure to microbes like those sprouts I mentioned before or the soft cheeses uh, could put you in a worse situation by giving you a foodborne illness. Other things that you want to stay away from alcohol, of course, caffeine, caffeine, uh, you really shouldn't have anything. More than 200 milligrams of caffeine a day, that's in about a 12-ounce cup of coffee. Because that can cause birth defects when you have too much coffee. Energy drinks, because energy drinks have a whole lot of caffeine. Stay away from that altogether. Sugar-sweetened beverages, as much as our cravings might tell us that we need to drink certain drinks that might not be good for us. Having a lot of sugar in your diet, especially during pregnancy, could not is not very beneficial. It's not beneficial for multiple reasons. Your body's just working harder to do what it normally does and by adding more sugar to the to the plate um could be just doing more damage than good. And then there is something gestational diabetes. If you have diabetes in your family, um gestational diabetes in your family, whatever the case may be is, you definitely want to be cautious of how much added sugar you're adding in your diet, especially through the sugar-sweetened beverages because About 40% of added sugar in Americans' diets comes from these beverages. So, if you can just eliminate that altogether, that would just be the absolute best. And so, yeah, I feel like I've blabbed way more than I need to on this episode. If you guys have any questions, you can always reach out to Happy Dwelling Podcast on Instagram. And don't forget to share this episode with somebody that you know that is pregnant or is trying to be pregnant and that could use some of these tips because. I think they're pretty helpful (laughs) um don't forget to rate like share i think i've already said that already i love you guys so much and thank you for being here once again i would not be be able to do this if it were not for you and so thank you i love you guys talk to you soon that is all i have for you all today thank you so much for spending your time listening to me i hope you join me in the next one to learn more about health topics that can help you improve your life so you can be happy in your dwelling place love y'all